Welcome back to Making Connections, the show where a guest and I take a deep dive into a newly released machine video by reacting to it, then overanalyzing it literally frame by frame. In this episode, we're taking a look at The Swish Machine by Creasy, and joining us on the show today, we have Cree Osner. Welcome. Hi, hello. Um, my name's Cree. I've been making Rube Goldberg machines since early 2014. Uh, you won't find those early machines on my channel anymore because obviously they weren't that great. They were my first machines. Um, but right now my channel, Creasy, is mainly about trick shots. But once in a while I do like to have some kind of Rube Goldberg machine content. So uh, that is what the Swish machine is. So this is... Uh, what would what would you say? Probably fourth or fifth big machine project? I'd say big machine, I'd say like third probably. Um, you may have seen third? my YouTube video, The Most Complicated Trick Shot Ever, which was recorded two years ago, I believe. Uh, that was a screen link that went around my entire house. That video kind of inspired me to create the Swish Machine. Uh, what the Swish Machine is, is a completely outside Rube Goldberg machine. Um, originally, it was going to be a screen link. But I don't know what made me decide to do it in one take, but this video, this machine is in one take. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> truly, truly one take, not a fake yep, one there, take, right? There is no hidden Good. cuts or anything. Uh, I, came, I came close to turning it into a screen link. I came close to having some kind of hidden cuts, but I'm very happy to say that um, this machine is in one shot. All right. Well, for those of you who are, who are new to Making Connections, the way this show works is... I have not yet seen this video, uh, so we're about to do the reaction. If you're, if you got the video pulled up, we can do that. Yep, I'm ready to play it when you are. All right, you want to do the countdown? Sure. All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay. All right, you can see it says the swish oh, machine I'm, here. I like that. That's because the machine is called the swish machine. The swish machine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. Starting out stylish already. <laughs> that's that's really good. The rolling box. Oh, oh, oh! Classic Doodle Chaos trick. Yep. I like the objects, like the the twigs and the logs and stuff. Very natural looking. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh! Wow. Okay. This is way more complex than I was expecting. Okay. Yeah, I pretty Very much used everything stuff. I had in this machine. I'm I'm struck. Whoa! I'm struck <laughs> by how clean everything is. <laughs> what? Like nothing looks sketchy. Whoa! That's a. Oh my! I'm just now realizing <laughs> that like this is really good camera work too. Oh my god! The roof and everything. Yeah, I I tried to use everything that I could here. Yeah, this is very good. Oh my god. And everything's very clean and very clear what's happening. It's it's not like mysterious transfers of energy. Yeah, I definitely tried to some, focus on making it understandable for the viewer. Some nice multi-use in there as well. A little bit, yeah. Oh my god. How is that reliable at all? <laughs> Whoa. Oh my god. This is huge. <laughs> this thing is massive. They're like at least twice now. I've expected it to end soon, but it just keeps going. Oh my god. And I also love that there aren't a whole lot of traditional machine elements. There's not a lot of Hot Wheels and marbles and stuff, except for these moments where that's like the main idea. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. big Hot Wheels track. Oh my god, there's more! Oh! 
just uh, all sorts of big object. Mo- oh, I just I love this so much. This <laughs> is very good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and the slide. This is massive. You've got a huge building space. Yeah, definitely. And a ladder. Cinder blocks. Oh, that's creative. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now what? This has got to be close to the end, right? I see the yeah. basketball. Yes. Oh, oh my god, it just keeps going. Oh, how big is your property? <laughs> it's pretty oh, here big. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. And there it is. Oh my god. The swoosh. And that's it. Dude, that's so good. I am amazed. Yeah, that definitely deserves the hype. (laughs) That is definitely worth all the hype. Wow. So, where do I even begin? (laughs) Where do I even begin? I guess frame one. We'll we'll get there in a sec. The one second mark. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, is there anything you wanted to mention just overall before we start? Yeah, um, so, like I said, this machine was kind of inspired by my, uh, the most complicated trick shot ever, which, the premise is it goes around my entire house. Now, or my, yeah, my entire house. So with this machine, I kind of thought, originally I thought, okay, I could do something just on my driveway, you know, I have some nice space in my driveway, and then I knew I wanted to use that, the very last step where the bat, the basketball kind of rolls down that little, the little, whatever you'll call it, it goes down the dirt and into the hoop. I wanted to use that in the machine. So I, I had to connect the driveway to the basketball hoop. And that's, that's how the machine came to be. I wanted to go all the way through my entire yard. Uh, a lot of space, like you said. And uh, just this first shot, I had some things to think about. First of all, uh, how did you think of the filming of this video? You think it was clean? Well, oh my god, yeah. I'm assuming there's a, uh, a gimbal involved, right? Like a swivel on the GoPro. No, actually. So what this... I don't know if you... Do you know what camera this was filmed with, mm-hmm. by any chance? Well, you, now that you mention it, it doesn't look like GoPro quality, because it's not all fisheye lens. Kind of. It is a, it is a GoPro. The, unless, it's, unless it's one of the newer ones. Is it one of the newer ones? This I'm is actually totally a, 360, a 360 camera. It's a GoPro Max. Um, the reason uh-huh. the reason I use this this camera specifically this, first of all the stabilization is really great as you can see there's like I'm like yeah. running with the camera in some of these parts and it, it still looked pretty good but also I figured if I'm gonna do such like a I mean the part where it's on the roof it almost looks like a drone shot it's yeah, that smooth what it is it's the 360 camera on a giant self or not a giant selfie stick but a selfie stick yeah so that way if anything like parts of the machine goes high some of it I'm like leaning over my pond to get that shot of the marble a little bit yeah and like i mean there's moment yeah i didn't even i didn't even like i didn't even register for me when i was watching that part but yeah it's basically flying over the pond (laughs) yeah um that's really good yeah so i figured if i'm gonna do such like a, a massive project like this the 360 camera i thought would be great for this because you can't really mess up filming unless I literally like trip and fall down or something. I mean, yeah. What you can do with the GoPro Max, the 360 camera that I use, you can put it in an app and like reframe it, like practically film it as many times as you want after you originally record it. So there was like no way I can mess up recording, which is why I think the filming came out so good. 
Whoa. So that's opening up a whole lot of new doors. Definitely. And just in terms of what you can get away with. Yeah, and having it on like a giant stick like that, it just made it so much easier to film everything. It was definitely really helpful. So for this for this beginning yeah. shot, I there was a few different ways I was thinking about of starting it. I ha I wanted to maybe put the like the camera on some kind of tripod because you can actually turn the selfie stick into like a very small tripod and maybe start it out like that have like the camera somewhere on the driveway filming me and then once i make it into the hoop i can like grab the tripod you know and start filming it um and the other way i was thinking about kind of like putting the camera over my shoulder kind of like a point of view kind of thing but this is the way i decided to start it just holding it doesn't really look like I'm holding a selfie stick here. That's because I'm holding the stick pretty close to where the camera is, so it looks like I'm just holding a camera, kind of. And then, um... The camera, the camera is not at all noticeable throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't... It's, it's kind of this omniscient perspective, which works really well. Yeah, I feel like if the filming was bad, you would notice that. If the filming is good, you yeah. don't notice it at all. So that's kind of... I'm happy are, with that. Well, there's, there is one moment where you do notice the filming, but because it's good, and that's when it goes underneath the trellis, and it's like that overhead, and it's like pivoting. Yeah, I thought that looked super cool. <laughs> it looks so good. It's immediately drawing your attention back. That's what made me think of it. It immediately draws your attention back to oh my god, this is actually being filmed all in one take. But also, like, you know, it, it's very expertly managed the way that the path of the machine integrates with the path of the cameraman, essentially, were, and how well so, you could follow the action. Yeah, there was only one time where, like, I bumped into part of the machine when I'm filming, because I have a giant stick in uh, my hand, and yeah. it went behind me, and that, that stinged a little bit. Uh, was, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so the shot reminds me of... Uh, trick shot machine i mean i don't know exactly how many times you missed that shot but i imagine it happened quite a lot <laughs> yeah yeah i did i didn't miss this first free throw surprisingly around more than it you think yeah there's nothing around it that's really in danger of being set, set off early yeah so that's that good. didn't that didn't happen i thought that would happen at least once where it would bounce off the hoop and hit something but no what, what did happen if you go if you play it and then like well, I think like five seconds in, whenever the I make the ball in, it rolls down the sled and it bounces on top of these stones here or that path. Yeah. That oh, was, it would like bounce in weird ways. That was not consistent at all. Yeah, that was oh, God, pretty much. Yeah. That's why you can see it bounces, and then I have that wood thing next to the or kind of on top of the broom. I originally right. didn't have that, but the ball was just like not consistent at all on where it was going. So I added that wood thing. So no matter or not, no matter what, but it usually hit the the wood and kind of started um, started the machine. Yeah. Well, I guess we can get into this later, but it to me, my first impression is that a lot of the compromises you made for consistency don't. Well, they aren't really compromises because it doesn't really take that much away from the appearance of anything it doesn't look distracting it doesn't take away from the impressiveness of everything yeah um, that is very true about outside machines or i guess just non-precision items in general or really even machine yeah. building in general is that a lot of the time you're using things for what they're not supposed to be used for. oh yeah and you know there is inherent unreliability in that yeah and to definitely. make it to make it look like everything is reliable, it takes a lot of yeah, skill. Yeah, the, the machine within the first within the first ten seconds of watching this, I could immediately tell that I was watching some 
some expert machine building. I appreciate that. Because Thank that's, you. And there are going to be a lot more examples of this as we go through that I'd like to mention. Yeah, there's but, a lot I want to say about it. Just every single frame, there's something to talk about. So. Yeah, that's one of the, I think, hallmarks of a good machine or a good machine builder is someone who can take something that has inherent unreliability, take a machine that will fail a ton of times, and when it actually does work, it looks flawless. It looks like how could that ever fail? And that's exactly what this machine looks like to me. It doesn't look sketchy in any way, yeah, they- even though... There were, you know, from years of experience machine building, I, I know that that isn't the case, but definitely, yeah. that's what I think, that's the mark of a good machine to yeah. me, is when something looks really smooth and really precise, uh, even when it, you know, isn't. Yeah, that's a, that's a big compliment. The machine itself is, like, super different than how it originally was all set up. They're, like, a ton of really small, like, oh. every, every, the thing is, they're not noticeable changes. They're all just, like... Uh, you know, tape these blocks down so I don't have to set them up like inconsistently each time. Or like, well, I'll explain later on. But oh my god, you're, you're right. You're introducing a whole new dimension to this that I hadn't even thought about. And also, I had to the, the fact of security. Dude, don't don't even get me started on the early triggers <laughs> in this machine. I'm filming outside oh with wind. There's yeah. been countless times where I'm in the front getting ready to film and I just hear like a big like boom or like metal noises in the background and I go oh my god and I just sprint to the backyard and try to stop wherever it is it, it was horrible that is the definition of pain yeah so by the end of it I pretty much windproofed or really tried to windproof like the entire machine especially the backyard yeah, and like my mom would be just be just like watching from the window from the house, and I'd hear like "cree cree your machine." I'm like, oh no! So, uh, you know, shout out to my mom for helping with that. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Cree's mom for making oh 100 helping make one of the best machines of 2020 so far. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But uh, even without that, like even if this was, you know, even if wind or animals or rain weren't an issue, we're still talking about securing large heavy weirdly shaped objects and oftentimes at weird angles and stuff so this isn't something you just bust out your hot glue gun for yeah you know what i mean this is yeah this is you can't like like oh my god it was mostly duct tape actually but even that i don't see a lot of it yeah there there definitely is a lot of duct tape in there uh well, it's well hidden, is my point. It, it's well done. Yeah, I tried, like I said, I try to make my videos very, like, visually appealing, like, easy to watch, easy to understand, too, to, like, understand all the tricks. So, um, I'm happy you, you said that. Yeah. Well, we're talking really broadly about the entire machine here, but let's actually move to yeah. the uh, <laughs> mechanics. So, it hits the, so what is that red thing? Is it a balance beam or something? Oh, so. Looks like a, looks like a practice gymnast. Pretty good timing with this machine, actually. I'd say about a month before I filmed this machine, my neighbors just across the street start just like out of nowhere, threw a bunch of skateboarding stuff out. So they're, in this machine, there oh, those red ramps, those rail. are like grinding, grinding rails for skateboarding. <laughs> and they're also like. You, you can right, see cool. a little, in like a couple steps later, you can see there's like literal skateboarding ramps that the skateboard goes on. And I use a, a couple more, or there are a couple more instances of um, using well, like... Well, there, there is a skateboard. Yeah. There is a skateboard too. Yeah. Is that... So... 
from there as well. Yeah, so I got to use some some new objects in this. Uh, I'm happy I took the skateboarding stuff because obviously it went into good use. <laughs> or I'd hope so. I love this this trick with the the square rolling across the circle. Yeah, so this it's so well done. That trick was actually inspired by um, the pool party machine. 3M. Oh. Yeah, with oh, the, the Rubik's the cube. Rubik's cube. Yep. Sure, sure. Yeah, and. This was kind of like a far out idea. I did not think it was going to work, but I had the paint cans all lined up on this this board thing, and I knew I needed to find this trick wasn't going to work unless I finded some kind of box or something that was like perfectly yeah, square perfect and per, and like fit right. right into those little gaps of the paint cans. So um sure enough this was so like This is another This is another sign that we're talking about a, an expert machine here. Is because you're able to make a really satisfying, really cool motion without it seeming manufactured. It seems really natural because you're using objects that you'd expect to find in this environment, yeah. like a cardboard box or paint cans and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not even and kidding. I pretty much just like used everything I can find that like could go outside, even stuff that like shouldn't be going outside. Like you can see later in the mach- later in the machine, there's like a big poster board or something. Uh, just stuff that would get ruined by rain I had to bring in every time it rained because this was a month of filming this oh my gosh I'm just I'm happy it's done with now so I guess like I want to ask too how did you build this in terms of sequence did you start at the beginning and just kind of work your way to the end or did you have ideas that you wanted to make did you have ideas that you wanted to make in planning and then you like spread them out across. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly thing. what it was. Actually, there were there were tricks that like I knew from the very start. I I wanted to have in the machine. So, for example, like I said before, this the, is one. The which one? The the paint cans. Yeah, that box. was definitely one of the earlier ideas. The very first trick I came up with. You can see as we're moving on on a little bit, the target kind of rolling down. Um. Mm. Once it like kind of rolls into its spot, you can see these these like wheel kind of things. I'm not sure what those are called, but you can like kind of use them to move move things. They're no, not... the dolly. Dolly. Is that what... Yeah. Is that what they are? I, I have no idea what they're called. Just yeah. Stuff I well, find I'm, I'm in my now, shed. I was I wasn't really paying attention to how it was working before, but yeah, this is. So you've got a dolly there, and it's laid and then... down on its front so the wheels are up and up in the air there's actually two dollies you can see there's like a set of okay. wheels. okay oh yeah that two. was like and then before it rolls down all the way you can see a tiny little set of skateboard wheels taped to taped to one uh-huh. of the dollies and then there's ah, two right those two metal things are also part of like the skateboarding stuff that my neighbors were throwing out it was really good for like sliding things on top of kind of sliding into place there and it was but what's the What's the big black object? Is that looks like some kind of hockey equipment? The target? That's um Yeah. That's a target for archery, which we have not used in a long time. I, I have no idea why we just have all this random stuff, but I'm happy we didn't throw it out because it all I use it all in here. Oh my god, yeah. Oh then you got a what's that? Cornhole board. Yeah. Yeah, this is just I just use everything pretty much. And um this was yeah, some more skateboard ramps. Yeah. yeah. So for this like first kind of driveway section, I wanted to have like just the craziest tricks I can think of to kind of hook in the viewer. But usually, well, crazy tricks mean inconsistent. Yeah. Thank you. Huh. 
the crazy year. I actually sorry. What were well, you this is going back to what I this is going back to what I was just saying about even when something is inconsistent, it doesn't look like it is because I never would have guessed that this part failed a lot. Oh no! Every pretty much. I mean, the beginning of the machine of the always fails the most. But yeah, that, that's why I put all these crazy tricks. Or I think they're pro- probably some of the crazier tricks in the whole setup. Um, it's because they're so inconsistent. Well, they're definitely. That's why they're they're the definitely the most. They're definitely. I don't know. Maybe not, but. I would say maybe they're the definitely they're definitely the most machiney. Like they mo- they most resemble what you'd typically expect in a classic tabletop chain reaction kind of thing. Because like the skateboard one is just a scaled up version of a doodle chaos trick. Yeah, yeah. And so like that really evokes like it's a bit more complex. And then you get into the later sections, and it's just you know bigger yeah, objects, I, I and you try to focus more less on less mechanically complex things. So I see what you mean. Exactly. Yeah, I tried to get it more consistent after the driveway. Um, but yeah, everything in the driveway is like this close to falling over. You know, easy to stop because I'm already usually in the driveway. It's the last thing I set up, and then um, after the bike tire, everything is decently or a lot more consistent. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So where where are you watching it right now? I'm on the tennis ball rolling down the board and then triggering the three tracks going upward with billiard balls. Okay, yeah. Um, so pretty much. So this is super cool. Thank you. I love you this can see so the domino much. after the um, the wiffle ball falls out of the skateboard and knocks over those dominoes. Those dominoes yeah. are their Jenga Jenga blocks, but they're all taped down. Like I said, there's a lot of mis- uh, changes yep. I made from start to finish. Uh, those originally weren't taped down. I had like a different mechanism for releasing that tennis ball. All like really little things that I don't think pretty, anyone would even notice. Wacky. Definitely pretty it's wacky. Yeah. It, it, hey. It's like, a, it's like a, the ring of a solo cup or something? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. All just like rigged up with uh, scotch tape. Yes. Very silly. Yeah. These purple purple balls, too. This is one of, this is a very, I, I don't know. Like it's, it. It's so unique. Like, there's so much here. What is this thing? Is so this like is a- actually, like, a, you put plants or, like, pots of plants on it, except it's, it's turned... It's got folding shelves? It's turned, yeah, it's turned sideways, though. So, uh. like, that red cooler thing, that's where the ground should be, and then you put, like, the pots on facing uh. that way. And um, I originally oh. didn't have those purple dodgeballs there, they were like the metal part just originally felt like dominoes but i figured out if i had put those like those purple dodgeballs there it was a lot more consistent and also every i had to yeah. like hot glue this is the only time i used hot glue in the entire machine but i had to hot glue those tracks on like three times probably throughout filming because every well, hot glue and hot glue and metal don't mix I, I don't know it ended up working for me but um just the rain every time. Well, that's it why rained. I took. Th- oh, that's why I took three times. Is what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I like the the addition of the dodgeballs. I think it, it it's a little bit sillier, and it also is cl- more clear what actually happens there. It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's because you know they, they bounce off of each other. Yeah, it's it's a cool visual. It. I think it's a very cool visual. Yeah, I, it's hard so, to explain um, why I like that. I just do. It, it's kind of satisfying in a way. Yeah, definitely. So the metal part fall, the binder falls over and kind of pulls a string out from this lacrosse ball on top of, what is that, like a penny board, nickel board, some kind of skateboard here, which is upside down. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. I don't even remember how I ended up setting that up, but 
like that this is another like little thing I had to change. Originally I had this string taped to the binder. So when the binder fell down, it would pull the string from under the yellow ball. But that's another thing I ended up changing. Uh, I added those popsicle sticks on top of the skateboard to kind of make it more of a track so the yellow ball didn't mm -hmm. fall. Just all kinds of... Because like, with something like of this size, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So every time there Absolutely. was some kind of fail, I tried to just fix it any way I could. Yeah, well that's the smart thing to do for sure. It was like anytime you can, you should always fix a fail. Yeah, even though can. it's like it's it's tempting <laughs> to be advice. like, okay, that will never happen again. Let me just try the machine again. No, you can't think like that because yeah, every single well, I definitely thing, do a lot of time. But <laughs> oh no, I <laughs> do too. It. But like you know, if yeah. I fall on, I, I actually get this thing. Everybody, forward. everybody falls into the fluke trap from now. From, yes, uh, every exactly. Now and again, yeah. But, uh, usually, if I can figure out a way to make something more consistent, more reliable, I'll go for it. Yeah. So, um, what the yellow ball like falls into this lantern of some kind? It's um like a lampshade, yeah. From lampshade. yeah, some lamp in my room broke, and I just that, this was like a year ago, and I just saved the lampshade. I'm like, this is kind of cool. I can probably use this for something one day. And definitely, that's like with all this random stuff in here. Like you can see with this soccer ball. I, you can't really tell in the video, but what's keeping that soccer ball from rolling down is a toothbrush. Like, that's something you can't even oh, see. Oh, yeah, I do see it. Mm -hmm. I do see it. And is it, it's tied by a string to that blue bottle. Yeah. Yeah, that, that like, yeah. transfer from the lamp falling over to triggering that soccer yeah, ball, that. that took so much work to figure out how to get it consistent. That's crazy. Yeah, so what, that soccer ball? Because it falls, it, like, falls to the front and then falls to the side into the wheelbarrow. Yeah. Soccer ball rolls down. The bowling is this pin. Like a fire pit. Oh, that's just, just like a um, some kind of. Uh, it's not a fire pit. I don't know. It's just something like to hold basketballs and stuff. It's just in my driveway. That was huh. something I didn't. I barely had to move. So this transfer from. I knew I wanted to have this bowling pin somewhere in my machine because yeah, I don't know. It's just something that's so like if I really good. I have it. It's just so like visually pleasing. I guess. It's something that it's very, yeah, very, very, very Rube Goldbergish, I guess you could say. Yes, yeah. And um, what it falls on the shovel and kind of kicks this bicycle tire. This bicycle that, tire. That part. Crazy. I, I really like how the the bike the bike tire came out just rolling against this white background. That's why I used the bike tire okay. here because I just think that looks so nice having black against a white background. <laughs> But man, the trans it's crazy to me that this works. Uh, yeah, well, it didn't most of the times. This, like, if you pause, uh, oh, you can't really see it well, in I the video. The, I can see all the smudges on the wall. Exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, that that was so inconsistent having it roll straight, and right before it gets to the garbage can that it knocks into, there's a door, and I tried to put duct tape on the door there, but half of the time oh, yeah. the bike tire would kind of get stuck in that little crack of the door there was no way to fix that i just had to get lucky yeah that's what i was saying like after after the bike tire it gets a lot more consistent like all the crazy risky things are pretty much done uh everything was a little bit or yeah a little bit more consistent i love this i love how it bounces too yeah, it, it really, just, it looks nice. It's, it's this moment where you're like, there's no way this is actually 
working, uh, right? Like yeah. it's it's a moment of disbelief for me. I had no expectation that this would actually work. I, I thought something else was gonna happen here. I don't know what, but <laughs> I did not expect this to work. Yeah, it was all about having like tricks that I really wanted to have in it, like this bike tire thing, and then like connecting it to like, oh, I want a ball to fall off the roof, and then kind of filling in the gap in between that and adding new tricks. Mm. So like I have these like, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, these the balls well, on the string. The swinging pendulums, yeah. yeah. And um, so that there, there are two of those balls, the pendulum things, uh, so it goes... Well, this is another thing that really shows really smart understanding of how to build a, a good machine. And I'm saying, I don't do this that often, but the idea of repeating something and having these different sections that, you know, you can specifically remember what happens in each section because of, you know, repeating something over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and this is, it, for some reason, it really makes this look so much more professional when, when you have these moments of the same thing happening again and again. Because it's like, oh, we're going into the next section now. I just like it a lot. Yeah, I'm finding it. I'm finding it very hard to describe the way that I feel about this machine because it's so different from what I like. What I normally think. Yeah, about. everything I is can, just kind of blown up because it's all outside. I have like this little wooden thing. I don't even know what that's called. A little bridge for the basketball, I guess. Like I saw that, I'm like, well, I have to use that some somewhere in my machine. But it was difficult getting what like a bike tire to connect with some wooden green ball so i had to kind of figure it out having that little helmet fall pulling the string and then rolling yeah i don't know even know there's a lot to figure out so let's see so it pulls okay it pulls the helmet i don't know how does the helmet fall okay is it, oh, is a, it a string wrapped around the top yeah or it's just uh duct tape to it but it hits that the second like pendulum ball hits that fence and the vibrations of the fence make the helmet fall that helmet original i don't remember exactly how i set it up okay. in the first place but that would just fall over just randomly like the wind would just push the helmet over and it'd fall yeah i don't even know how i fixed that but eventually i got it working better near the end um so the green ball hits that wooden block and at this point i'm just holding a gopro as high as i can uh, on the selfie stick to get to make it look kind of like a drone shot, like you said. Um, yeah. Now, what's weird? What's or not weird? I think it's more cool about filming with this 360 camera is there's a completely uh, different angle of me just holding a selfie stick, like the other side of the camera, and like running <laughs> around trying to film this whole machine. It's pretty funny. Thick big old bead chain. It looks like a, I don't know, like a, something from a playground set, like a swing set. Where? That, that's pulling uh, the, the basketball. Oh, yeah, that was a um, some kind of like bungee. I don't know why I bought it. Bungee cord. I bought like a bungee huh. cord, and supposedly you're supposed to stick it in the ground. Then you can like walk backwards, and I think it's supposed to be for skimboarding, but I tried to do it on a skateboard, and it just wasn't that cool. Ah. But it worked fine for this machine. Yeah. Well, that's the fun part about a lot of this is, is trying to backtrack and figure out what each object is when it's 
out of its normal context. Yeah, exactly. There was just like me just kind of like raiding my garage, looking for things, finding this weird object I didn't even know we had, and just like kind of playing with its properties, trying to figure out what is possible for this object to do. <laughs> we wanted to do a roof section for Housewide Machine, or Pool Party Machine. We never did. Um, I think it was just not feasible because of time. Yeah, it, it takes but a little bit to reset. The thing is, it wasn't so bad for me. I could just climb up this little wooden thing, use that as like a ladder kind of, and get onto my roof to reset it each time. Okay. I didn't have to reset it too much because, like I said, everything after the bike tire, like almost all of my fails were in the front yard. I probably only. Do you know how many fails there were? I lost track after seventy because I had to keep deleting, deleting my uh, like videos on my GoPro because this is a three sixty camera. It doesn't have the best storage, so I needed to like after every day I'd count up how (sighs) many clips there were. Count out, count like how many attempts, and then delete all the files. Which I wish I could have saved all the. But fails. still, seventy though. Oh, seventy. That's I think it was around like a little over a hundred, probably. I, that's kind of what I would expect for for something of this size. Yeah. Yeah, like that's not bad though. A little that's over a really hundred doesn't sound terrible, but just. It took so much time well, to reset it. To me. it. <laughs> it. Took so much time to reset everything. Like oh, it's going yeah. on like a like the fails that were later on in the machine i just have to like reset everything because there were a few really close calls near the end uh not fun <laughs> but no. it gave me hope that like okay i think this is actually possible yeah there's that that's the only upside to fails at the end of the machine yeah yeah i, I really love space management here too you can really tell that like every nook and cranny is filled with something that appropriately fills that area. Yeah, I tried to yeah, just space management, exactly what you said. Yeah. It's very linear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not like not like the whole thing is literally in a straight line, but the path of motion is very you know, one thing leads to another, leads to another. There's not a lot of I tr- multi-use and there's really no uh divergent motions or um, simultaneous motion of two things happening at once. Yeah, like, like I said, very, after very the smart, front yard, I really to wanted that. to kind of focus on consistency. So having one thing just lead to the next. One thing, that you, one kind of trap that you can always fall into with outside machines, and I see a lot of like companies fall into this trap too, when you use big objects, is just kind of doing the same thing over and over again, but with different objects like you'll just do like ball on track or like car rolls down ramp yeah i feel like or like thing bounces but i feel like i did do that really at the second second half of the or like this part of the machine i feel like i'm a little bit guilty of that but i kind of needed yeah, to to actually that's, that's get the whole thing to work yeah. all the way through yeah that's why i brought it up here because it starts to feel like that a little bit but then it's it, it saves itself very quickly but I was actually going to mention that, like, some of the tricks, that point. or more tricks than I'd like to admit, are literally just, like, duct tape rolls, wiffle ball rolls, but, like, I needed to have some kind of mm-hmm. filler stuff to connect the bigger tricks that I wanted to have, and also because I'm and literally these are kind of, yeah. running out well, of these objects. Are that literally only I would have. No, I, I'd notice you know that, I mean? too. Like, like I, I was watching it over. And also, it doesn't, and also, like, I still love it, so there's, 
it's not it's not really uh it's not like i'm saying i don't like it because i think it works for what you're doing here yeah like i'm literally running out of things to use i'm like okay does i have this glass thing like these are some of the last parts that i had to do to kind of fill in uh like bigger tricks that i wanted to do so i I understand what you're saying though yeah like i was watching it over and i'm like a lot of these tricks are just things rolling but you know what i'm hoping there's enough like other stuff in there to kind of you know uh add well it definitely breaks up the flow and to me this is interesting because if I were making a machine like this, I would not have done this. And not to say that that's a good thing, I just am saying that I would always try to do something totally new and totally original and like not just ball on track or ball on board yeah. or car or duct tape roll or whatever. But this proves to me that it works. It really doesn't have to necessarily always be totally new all the time yeah this i this would section still, i would still for, probably do it my way if i were making it yeah of course but it really yeah. shows i would i would it really shows that it, it still works and I, I guess this isn't the first machine that proves that but i'm kind of happy you mentioned that actually um so the section from like the duct tape rolling on that that green track all the way up to the cage or like with the cones do you, do you see what i'm talking about there Yep. That whole section in between there, that was originally a little bit, or kind of completely different, actually. It still had some, like, rolling things, but the thing is, it looked messy, and it was just not consistent at all. I kept failing at these parts, so I ended up changing, like, on, like, the last couple of days of filming, just changing, like, the whole, like, five steps of the machine. So, like I said before, the machine it still had, like, rolling stuff. There was, like, uh... Not not too different, but I kind of tore apart this part of the machine and rebuilt it to add more consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I was saying before, I'm having a hard time really coming up with the vocabulary to describe how I feel about a lot of this stuff because mostly I'm just saying I like it or that part really works. <laughs> yeah. But what I guess what I'm what I want to mention here too is that it really feels. I guess the word would be whimsical or kind of kooky in a way. <laughs> it's different. Uh, I take that as a compliment. Yeah. Well, it's even certain objects that don't appear to have a purpose. Like there's a pumpkin there and like a tea kettle. It's just kind of and like the fence. Like who? Like no one has a fence there. Oh yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Unless it actually is. Now that I'm looking at it, maybe maybe it is really there in in real life, but. It doesn't no. look like it, right? No, okay. what it is is okay. I've I do like trick shots and stuff. So I've just been like collecting like the skateboard ramps. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I can skip a frisbee off of that. The fence, mm. obviously, I didn't take a fence off on purpose, but uh, the fence in my backyard <laughs> is kind of wonky. So I'm like, ah, might as well use that. I- I'm using every last thing in this machine that I could. And like, yeah, the- I think there's maybe there's something to this. This idea of picking objects that seem at home in their environment here like sure yeah, it's also in the backyard this... that makes sense but then when you take a closer look at it it's all of a sudden you start questioning everything like nothing at all makes any sense and it just kind of i, I guess i'll say it again it works it it has the intended yeah. reaction for me at least of, of kind of yeah I... of, of seeming a little bit off and, and just kind of in a weird constructed environment i was kind of going for like what a Rube Goldberg machine really is. It's using, like, 
completely random objects in the ways that they're not intended to be, and then of course accomplishing some goal at the end. Uh, well, sure, that, but there's also a lot of decoration in this as well. Yeah, I definitely tried to make it look visually pleasing. Like I, th- I think I said that before, mm-hmm. and uh, the filming, I just tried to make it really easy to understand and watch. Yeah, well, I definitely want to mention that at the end as well. Uh, I'm still trying to f- kind of wrap my head around how I want to explain what I mean with this fence thing. But I guess it's it, what I mean by decoration is not just... Usually when I mean decoration, I mean items that are purely aesthetic and they don't serve a mechanical purpose. But here it's obviously a mechanical purpose. It's a support for that end of the board. But it's kind of this way over-the-top yeah. uh, accomplish of a goal. <laughs> Right, like all you need an object to do is be that height, but you've picked this completely crazy. I mean, not that a fence is like the most outlandish object I can think of, but <laughs> something that's yeah. that that is more than just its purpose. And I think there's a lot of examples of that throughout the whole thing. Is if you need something to be a certain weight, it's not just you know a dumbbell or you know something that is traditionally heavy. It's something that is the proper constraint that you're looking for whether it's weight or height or diameter or whatever but it's also it fits with its environment like the fence does but it's also like this kind of unexpected weird uh like not it's this cognitive dissonance between what you'd expect to be there and what it's actually used for which i'm I'm over explaining what a machine is but (laughs) i love to summarize it's, it's i really like this this idea that you didn't just default towards picking the first thing you saw that fulfilled whatever constraint you were looking well, for. With, you picked with this speci- a weird object. Mm-hmm. With this specific part of the machine, uh, I like that you're trying to give me credit for using all this random stuff, but this, this is like one of the last <laughs> things I did. I'm just using whatever I had left over in this part of the machine. So like I had like a fence, this glass. You can see that little skateboard is like propped up on an Easter basket. I don't even know if I'd well, think to use that, but it's what I had. Well, there, therein lies the spirit of Rube Goldberg. Yep, using exactly what I have at home. I, there wasn't like one time where I, I went out and like bought something for this machine. Everything was just things I had lying around. That's impressive. That is very impressive. Thank you. Uh, and there is a det- there is some attention to detail to theming as well. Like when you use traffic cones, you use all the traffic cones in this one little section. And like when you use pendulums, you use all the pendulums in that one little section. I mean, there's the the swing at the end is a pendulum as well. But I can't. I you, know, you have these these themed sections, and it really really works for me. I, I like that people are saying that. Like everyone, or the comments that I've been reading, they're like, I keep thinking it's gonna end, and then it goes to a new section. I really like yeah. that. I definitely made that's the machine. What, that's those are my favorite types of machines. Are the ones that just keep going. Also, I don't think anyone uh, expected my yard to be this big because it does just no keep going. No. no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love having a yard like this. It gives me so much freedom to make videos in my own backyard. It's really nice. And there's some really clever integration of classic machine tricks here too, like the Doodle Chaos trick at the beginning with the ramp. Yeah, do- the Doodle Chaos is definitely like when I was starting out 2014. Yeah. He was a huge inspiration. Yeah. Him and Sprice. I mean, I just love yeah. him. Yeah. Well, here just like the herringbone chain, like it's. Oh yeah. It's, you it's, know, taking... it's an established idea, but it totally 
it totally uh, catches you off guard in this particular moment. Yeah. The camera just like it doesn't. You can't really tell what it is until the moment it starts going, and then you're like, "Oh, I recognize that pattern. I know. I know what's gonna yeah. happen." And like you can kind of tell in this specific part, like how would you film this? What it is? It's just me leaning right. over this huge oh, thing yeah. with a, a selfie stick. I'm glad you're mentioning how you're filming all these parts when I forget, because it is that seamless. It's really uh, easy to not notice. Yeah, I really just wanted to, like, make it super easy to watch, not be like, wait, what happened there? So... Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I had to kind of, yeah. like, practice so, filming some parts, because it, it's just, like, weird. I haven't really... Like, I literally got a 360 camera, like, a week before this even started, so I didn't really have much practice with it yet. Well, I think now is a as good a time as any to mention one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about, which is when you, we kind of mentioned earlier that when you do an outside machine, you end up kind of falling into the trap of doing the same thing over and over again, which definitely by and large did not fall into that trap. Um, but the other big trap that you can fall into is overcomplicating. And that's the other opposite of the extreme. Uh, yeah. Where, You'll end up with these ridiculous, these ridiculous uh, like pendulum systems and crazy pulleys and all kinds of linkage arms and uh, like string releases and things that just teleport halfway across the lawn and like things that are in essence just really hard to follow. And like you had mentioned, you did a really good job of making it easy to follow. Yeah, thank you. I think without I without just repeating the same things over and over again. Yeah, I think I tried to... This, the perfect medium. I hope I say this right. I kind of wanted to use, like, the coolest tricks in the simplest way possible. So, like... Dude, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, well... I hope, I hope that makes that, sense. That is the endless pursuit of the machine builder right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to say that, because the whole purpose of a machine is overcomplicating. Yeah. So having the goal be as simple as possible yeah, seems it is, it is a little kind bit of contradictory. Yeah. But, uh, like, not only for the viewer experience, but out of consistency, like, having things kind of spread out. Like, you can see the part where um, the the rake is, like, rolling down that table. I could have used that entire space of the table for anything, and I, I ended up on just, like, having a rake roll down it. Yeah. Yeah. And these are... I'm glad you pointed that out, too, because these are all things that I know I would have done differently. Yeah, different and different styles. And also, I'm not, like, purely styles, a yeah. machine builder, also. I, I mainly do trick shots and stuff, but um, I'm really happy I got a big project out like this in such a good time to do it, too, everyone staying at home. Yeah. Well, it's crazy to me that, you know, someone who, like, you, you know, self-admitted, isn't a machine builder how mm -hmm, yeah. well you not understand well sure but i would definitely consider you a machine builder just because you've clearly demonstrated a mastery of uh understanding how a viewer experiences a machine which isn't even something i can say i've fully grasped that's yet. with all my videos i feel like uh, i don't want to it's just what I th how I think about a video. I'm thinking, you know, I want to do my ideas that I think would be cool, but I also want anyone to click on this video and understand it and enjoy it. Yeah. N not yeah. just like machine builders. Right. Well, therein lies why I think machines, uh, by and large, are not, you know, viral videos. 
Um, oh, you know what? Like, that, makes, that makes sense, kind of. Most but, people are making them for, you know, the intended audience just to be other machine builders. So there's no, no real incentive. Not that people don't try, certainly. But there isn't no. I, a I get real, what you mean, like a real conservative effort to, you know, appeal to the masses, basically. And after a yeah. whole, you know, two and a half months working with Joseph, that's I can say that that's something he does more than anybody that I know. because um, yeah, like you know, I, really like taking into before, consideration the audience. Watch Joseph's videos and understand it and enjoy it. Yeah, and what I used to think it was just because, oh, they're kooky and fun, and it's his personality, or, well, sure, it's because the machines are good, well, duh, but it's not really, I mean, it is, but it's not really, it's because of, you know, how much effort he puts into anticipating and planning and scripting an audience's reaction. Yeah, you and can tell so much yeah, extra to, work goes into his videos than people realize. Oh, for sure, and it's all inside the audience's head. I think I, I don't remember where I pointed this out or where I said this, but every time you watch a, a Joseph's Machines video, there's two machines happening. There's the Rube Goldberg of what you're watching on screen, and then there's the Rube Goldberg of emotions going on in your head. I love that. I love that and, so much. It's so much more than just watching a machine and going, oh, that's cool. It's going, oh, no, 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 don't spill on the laptop. Ooh, okay, all right. Oh, yeah, no, there it exactly. goes. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, and then, and that's what I think most people, most machine builders, don't do, and who cares really? I don't. I mean, I don't make machines like that, and I, I don't really. It's a whole other have any level, desire to, kind of. But it adds that whole level, and I think that's why, um, you know, his videos in particular go mega viral. Mega viral. Yep, that's that's exactly what yeah, it is. Not, not all, not all mega viral machine related videos are like that so it's not a perfect explanation but it's definitely a, a theory but yeah I, I i really appreciate just you can really tell that this is made by someone who totally understands not just machine mechanics and how to build something structurally secure and understandable um but also like from a machine builder's perspective, um, you're able to create really interesting ideas out of out of objects. Again, I'm struggling with how to exactly word what I want to say, but it, it's it's certainly a job well done. Thank you. I'm loving every second of it. Thank you very much. Space management, though, <laughs> it's so good. I right, just to make sure we're on the same page. Where where are you in this video? Oh, uh, soccer ball just rolled off the picnic yep. table. Okay, yeah. That was a little bit inconsistent. After the rake falls down, like, it'd have to roll down well, the, this tiny little, little hill. Yeah, the little gate thing blends into the grass. I thought it was just free rolling at first. Yeah, I, I thought that'd be a little bit more visible, but it is a little bit hard to see. And, um, yeah, like, at... You can't really cut the grass with this machine because, you know, that just messed everything up. So I needed the grass to be very short for this ball to roll down this, like, smallish oh, hill. Course. So I just I just rip up the grass right from the ground with my hands. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the stuff that I love. This is why this show exists. Just imagining you. Like, yeah, I, just, I like, was so happy. I was so happy ground. when you offered to, to do this with me because there was just uh. so much I wanted to say. Those are the untold stories, truly. Yeah. 
So the soccer ball hits this this water bottle string thing and releases the marble. That was uh, uh, what like a connection that was pretty hard to get right because the marble kept falling off the track. So you can see sure. I have some some like gray thing on that sky rail and like mega support that I built. That's why it's like you see what I mean by yeah. mega support, right? Oh yeah. Well, marble releases are notoriously more difficult than they seem. Definitely. Yeah, I didn't even. It's hard realize to get something. That. It's hard to get something to stick underneath a, a marble like you would for like maybe a wheel or a bigger ball, um, even a ping pong ball. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, just that's, stick a that's string exactly under what it. I tried to. But with marbles, yeah. it's always a lot more difficult. Yep. You have to yep, kind of exactly. create this object that sits in front and gets released usually i do levers and stuff but this also works just pulling a giant alphabet block yeah yeah and it was it was like the smallest little things i figured out that the um the block needed to be tapes i think well yeah tape side up if i had it tape side down then it would wiggle the whole track it would and it would fall the track too much, just yeah. like the strangest smallest little things that i needed to pay attention to each time i reset it Welcome to machine building. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. This well, isn't this, news to this, you. The track... <laughs> yeah. The track goes around this pond. This is something that... One of the... This, like, little section here, going around the pond, is another reason that, I, like a reason I wanted to make this video. I thought, man, how cool would that be to have like just a marble run go around my pond? I feel like that would look so nice. This is when I still thought it was gonna be like the most complicated trick shot ever except outside, like still a screen link. I just thought it would look so nice. It's something I wanted to make a video about. And it ended up being in the middle of this one take machine, (laughs) who knew? Well, there are a lot of I think this moment is probably the biggest one, but there are quite a few moments in this whole video that are just like screenshot desktop background. I, I you know really, I mean? really like, I'm happy you said that. That's that's what I was going for. Like, hey, I have a pond. Like it, I got to use that somewhere. It really hits its marks in terms of getting all of the cool moments down and like making the most out of every cool set piece. Yeah, I tried not to like... Because like, you've got... Because you've got the uh, like the overhead trellis and the roof section, and you do this really cool arcing camera motion to really capture the elaborate, you know, scope of that whole thing. Um, and then you've got this section where it's like this smooth, it's almost drone-like camera shot. That's like l- kind of low and wide over this nice vista of waterfall and foliage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this little marble rolling through this this otherwise beautiful landscape, but you've got this like giant orange like stripe. Yeah, it, it almost it. it's that it, contrast that yes, really yeah. draws your eye. It works so well. Yeah, and like it's so funny. <laughs> I was saying before, like with the three sixty camera, you can see me like almost falling into a pond trying to film this thing. I had to like step over that little board with the target on it. Like I'm stepping over that, and then when the marble starts coming back towards me, I have to like kind of move back real quick to film that ping pong ball getting launched. Oh yeah. Wow. All right, so you see the the marble hits like two markers that are stuck together yeah. and it falls onto I don't know what those are called, but they launch the ping pong balls and it goes onto this poster. Uh have you, are you there? Can you see that right now? 
Yep, yeah, I mean, exactly. So this actually. poster, if, if you pause at the right time, it says... Oh, this is like a science fair project for Rube Goldberg ideas. Yeah, I found this in my garage. I'm like, huh, a fifth grade science pro- or science fair project, fifth Rube grade. Goldberg machines. I have to use that. And I think I found, like, the perfect spot to use it, too. Dude, fifth grade. <laughs> fifth grade, yeah. Wow. And I just thought that was a cool little like someone only someone who watches this podcast would notice that I would think that uh that was like a fifth grade science project like, who knew all these little that's things great. that I just love to talk about with this that's really really great I didn't notice that at first yeah yeah I feel like you have to pause at the right time so there were a lot of little changes I had to make to make the uh, the machine more consistent. After this ping pong ball rolls down my poster and it starts going down that track, it's the smallest oh, little fall off the track. Well, yeah. Yes, but originally I had like just dominoes there, just block dominoes, like Jenga blocks. Doesn't even seem like it'd be Ooh. a problem, but like and they they weren't like oh this could almost fall. I'm like no, these are pretty heavy blocks. But you know, sure enough, it fell like five times because of the wind, and I'm like, well, I can't have mm-hmm. that. So I spent a lot of time yeah. trying to make this little track consistent with the sky rails on the side as literal rails, and then uh, it hits that block, and then the beads go down. Well, you've also got this really beautiful example of really paying attention to aesthetics here of all those you know, blocks that are just for decoration on that little table. Yeah. It just shows, it just shows how much effort you put into this, is really making sure every moment kind of has its... So something yeah, to look at. It's it's little flare, yeah. Yeah, those those blocks were originally there because I had the dominoes with the same the same blocks, and um, I just kind of kept them there, even though there's no tricks with them. You know, I just had some blocks on the table. Figured something something to keep in it. Yeah, again, we're talking about the constraints of um, really all you need is an object that that's that's that height, but you've got this super strange little frog house statue thing yeah just whatever uh, i found yeah. lying around my yard was in this machine and it's well, I'm it definitely wouldn't it wouldn't be the same without that approach for sure yeah you really went to to extraordinary efforts to manufacture supports that were exactly the right height and you you know had this whole woodworking setup where you'd get out your circular saw and cut a plank of wood yeah, it's not the same yeah it wouldn't be the same like this this, little... this adds so much charm to it this, like just this like I think everything is pretty for the most part used for a reason this frog guy that the Hot Wheels track is laying on I use that because the two eyes kind of acted as like barriers kind of way so I can just place the Hot Wheels track in between <laughs> the eyes and then it wouldn't really move as much from side to side when the block got pulled out and uh, I think that worked out pretty good yeah yeah now uh so then we got our classic Hot Wheels car. Here's yeah, that red, that actually red, failed a few times. Just a Hot Wheels track just fails. I don't know how. It just goes off the tracks. I really tried to make it consistent, and it worked every other time, except, of course, when I get to that in the machine. But Yikes. It eventually, eventually worked, as you can see. I just love this section. This is the, an, another approach to machine building that I love, of not being afraid to just include these long, extended sections where it's just one trick. And yeah. it kind of... I, I wasn't... Not to, say, not to say it's boring, but it allows the viewer to catch their breath a little bit and be yes, like, oh, exactly, okay. so yeah. now it's kind of this smooth and, you know, you can sort of anticipate it. Okay, okay, just like, just like a Hot Wheels track. Like, everyone has seen that before. I, I like the way you said it. it kind of gives the viewer a breath. Like, okay, I know yeah. what Hot Wheels tracks do. 
and not to say this the Hot Wheels track wasn't just used to connect the what like the pond section to the swing set section, but I, I think it ended oh, but up it was <laughs> yeah, kind of. But I mean, I do think it looked nice in the end. It was something something a good For connector. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what that is to the bottom of the office chair. Oh, yeah, it's the entire office. Chair. I, I don't even I don't even know why that was in my garage. I think my mom was throwing it out one day. I'm like, no, don't. This was this must have been years ago. And I said like, no, don't throw that out. I'm gonna use it one day. And now we just have an. I'm surprised old you didn't use that for like you know something that actually rolled. You know, Alyssa, I really wanted to, but the whole chair was just kind of crummy and looked kind of gross. Like, I don't know. It was just so old, and like we were throwing it out for a reason. It's been used a lot, so I just think it ended up, it ended up not being consistent enough for an actual trick. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now we're into the really big stuff. Yeah, th- a, this was like kind of the minor. grand the grand finale of tricks. Yeah, I'd, this really feels. I just kind of loved every it, single trick after this, after the Hot Wheels track. This feels kind of just like a, like well, it's more than a pun, really. It's a literal description of what's happening. But this just feels like a complete playground for oh, you yeah. to just go wild and do whatever you want. Yeah, it, that because was... you've got all these cool surfaces. And you've got all these cool moving parts, like the swings and the ropes and chains and all that. I, I got really, I got really lucky when I got this 360 camera. Because what happened? I don't know if this is worth explaining, but the GoPro had like some contests that I ended up winning. I didn't buy a 360 camera. I just won some contests and they sent it to me at the perfect time. <laughs> There's no way I would have been able to film to film this as great as. I don't want to. I, don't know, I sound kind of bad saying that, but I, you I can think, say great. I think it's the feeling came pretty pretty good. It would yeah. not have been like that if I didn't have this 360 camera. Because this is me just running around my swing set, sticking it up in the air when the train comes. Like I'm not even looking. I'm just holding a camera up, and then I can adjust everything later when I'm editing it. Oh, that's so good. Definitely super super helpful. So this moment where it releases the swing. I love this because it's like this big close-up moment where everything it is kind of fisheye here too and that that actually works for me at this moment of just like all of a sudden this object takes up all of your focus and then you see it kind of go from really close to really far away yeah that's that's that's, another thing and then only and only at that moment do you actually realize what it is yeah and that's what's cool to me with the 360 camera, you can be like a foot away from something and make it look super, super zoomed out. I thought that was incredible. I guess that's just what a 360 camera does. But like, you can be a foot away from something and it looks like you're like 10 feet away out of nowhere. Just just with like a zoom out button. Mm. Super cool. Yeah, and what, okay, this is a little bit, a little bit off topic, but I love a lot of times in this machine that I'm also now noticing in this moment, there like moments where in a split second an entirely new section is, of something is revealed. Yeah. And I, that's kind of what contributes to that sort of thing about, oh, I thought it was done, but oh, there's more. I just love that people are thinking that so this much. Moment. I love this moment of the swing set because, like I said, it starts out really close and then goes out and then you know, you, only at that moment you really realize what it is. And then all of a sudden in, a, in like half a second the camera pans around and you're looking at this whole new section that you hadn't mm-hmm. seen before. It was definitely that, like the filming that, path it just I had hits to take. Those beats perfectly. The filming path I had to take was something I had to think about because, like, I, I wanted to get a good shot of everything, but that sometimes that means like running around 
a swinging, a swinging swing, I guess, trying not to get hit yeah. by it. My mom says, like, Kree, I saw you filming that part at the end, and that swing almost hit you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but it's just how I got to do to film it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's, there's quite a few moments where it's really impressive the way that the camera, this kind of omniscient third person, interacts with the mechanics of what's going on. And this is the perfect example of that, because you've hit all those three beats of, like, big thing happens, then you kind of figure out what's gonna happen, and then you've incorporated the cool camera move in there, only to then pivot directly to seeing a new part of the machine that's previously un unseen. I love every moment of that. It's really <laughs> good. Not even sure how much of that was intentional, but it pays off. Yeah. Same here. Like, all of a sudden, you're just, like, panning up. And all of a sudden, yeah. you see this, this, I love this little car. This this train, the caboose, I love how it just looks like it just comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh, he has a train yeah. track on a swing set. That was super risky to have near the end, but I just loved it so much. I had to put a lot of work into figuring out how to trigger that train. And, like, you can see it almost doesn't roll down the hill all the way. Or, like, or I don't know, maybe it's just because I, like saw it how it rolls usually it usually goes a lot faster but it looks like having it stuck on that like that same position for so long kind of like made the wheels turn a little bit less this is like I, it's one of those moments where all of a sudden it's this new element that's getting introduced into the fold and it just adds this whole new dimension to everything because you see this this train, and even though it doesn't go for that long, it's just like, oh, the train, you know, because you've already seen this marble run in the Hot Wheels track, and then all of a sudden there's a, there's a, um, you know, an HO, it's an HO, I assume, HO scale train. I love, I love it. Yeah, so it just good. it was just so cool going around my house, finding all this stuff. Oh, like, I'm so thankful I didn't throw this out because this is perfect to use in my machine. Like, I don't know. I guess I just had that mindset for so long. Like, you know, maybe I shouldn't throw this random thing out just in case I want to use it for something one day. And I'm, mm. I'm just really happy about that. There's also a really perfect balance, I think, of, I guess, garage items or outdoors items and then traditional machine items like you know you got your hot wheels and your marbles and yeah. your trains and, and and ping pong balls and and things like that and then mixing that with you know ladders and shovels and swings and skateboards and yeah, things yeah. like that it's a really well done balance not just in quantity but also in sequence of you know kind of going from one thing to another and then switching it up and then going back to the going back to a little small scale bigger bigger objects and then you go to a little train and then it's a big then it's a you know a big giant roof section of big balls bouncing and it's a <laughs> tiny wiffle ball and then you know you've got big rakes and then all of a sudden you're it's, talking about hot wheels yeah, it always it's changes. like it always changes and it keeps that rhythm going it's really really good this isn't exactly like relevant to what you just said but i had to keep in mind every single thing that i'm using in this machine was going to get rained on probably a lot which <laughs> i wish that didn't happen as much as it did yeah. but i i had to pick very specific days to film i wanted to pick cloudy days so like shadows weren't a distraction that was yeah. something i don't think a lot of people would think about but that was just I don't know, right. I, I, cloudy I day, like shadows that. would just, like for example with that bike tire part, on like a sunny day, that's all under the shade and it's just, the light is super uneven and it's kind of hard to tell what's going on and then of course I'd, I'd pick uh, days that weren't so windy 
and if I try to avoid rain. On the filming day, it actually rained a couple times. I'd get up at like 6 a.m. because I did not want to waste any time that I could be filming my machine. So I'd get up at 6 right when there's some kind of daylight to film, and I'd go for as long as I could. It ended up raining, so like I'm like, okay, everything's getting rained on. I had to bring my stuff inside really quick, and I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a nap. So um, that was almost the end of the so day. What, what time of what time of day did you end up getting the working take? I want to say three o'clock because I filmed for a couple hours at, like early in the morning, and I just kept going, going, and then maybe around twelve it started to really not pour. Definitely it was like a drizzle, but I couldn't film in that. So I'm like, ah, oh, there goes my good day. Took a nap, woke up, and I was like, doesn't look like it's raining anymore. I'm gonna. I really want to get this, and uh, sure enough, uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best it was and it, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Keyfinder how I had to co- coordinate with what time of day I was filming it oh, I love Keyfinder I, um, I ended up um, the working take on that was after a full all nighter um, where I was testing it would have been fine to do it in the dark because the only section that really is a problem is the part where the curtain closes that's the only time where you can actually see outside um so the lighting is fine if it's just you you know the indoor lighting from the room the only time it's a problem is when you've got you know direct sunlight coming in and it creates this really gross lighting situation yeah on the the office section um Mm -hmm. but the, the the working take happened at like Five or six a.m. after an all-nighter, like working 12, 12 a.m., one a.m., two a.m., three a.m., four a.m., just all through the night, and then sun came up, <laughs> and then it was like five or six a.m. But I finally got it, and it was the perfect lighting situation. Yeah, this I was really happy. Like when I the final take, what we're watching now, obviously of the machine everything went absolutely perfectly like there was not any little thing like well this ball was kind of supposed to go in this pot but you know the machine kept going like no everything was exactly the way i wanted to yeah well that's again another mark of uh, beautiful machine creation Uh, and it kind of going back to that point that i made too is that you know nothing looks sketchy like even though obviously it was it's a Rube Goldberg machine by nature. It's going to be inconsistent, but nothing looks inconsistent. It always looks very seamless, very smooth, and nothing even goes slightly wrong in the working take, which I love. And if I can, yeah. I, I always yeah, work as hard as I so possibly can to get that. Oh my god, you definitely deserve this. <laughs> everything perfect. If you if you remember at the end, like all all I cut my reaction down to, I think I just said like yes, and then whatever the music starts playing, the credits roll. But like I, my reaction was for like a minute straight of just pure joy. It was way oh, too yeah. way too embarrassing to put in the full video, but it's just like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it was perfect. I can't believe it, you know, just pure joy. It's crazy. Oh my god, yeah. Well, that was that was Keyfinder for me too. I think unless. I might be thinking of something else. I'm pretty sure it was Keyfinder, though. I had that reaction for sure. Yeah, it just could go on was... and on. I could not believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so um, we got a broom and then the football. Yeah, bef- before that, a little bit before, you can see um, that baseball fall down from that little ramp. And do you see that blue mm-hmm. swing there? 
That oh, yeah. blue swing was originally on top of that track that the uh, the baseball rolls down. So the swing would kind of swing down and kick that green ball. Um, uh, I ended up just not doing that because I couldn't get the baseball to like kick down the, the swing every time. Yeah, either that, either like the swing would just fall because of the wind or something, or the baseball wouldn't be enough weight to push the swing. So I just said, all right, I'm going to try to just see if the baseball can just roll off the ramp and land on the basketball. And sure enough, I didn't even have to change anything. It was perfect. Like, you can, it's really satisfying. The baseball just rolls off the ramp and then goes perfectly, hits the basket or the green ball, whatever that is, to make it roll. Yeah. It looks like that was exactly what was planned the whole time. So it does look like that, that. yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then it, I didn't even really notice this. Is that it literally just uses the slide. Of course. Yeah. Of course, you got to use uh, the slide. Yeah, I'm really happy I figured out how to use the slide. Uh, just this whole little end sequence, I, I, I'm really proud of how I managed to use, like, every little part of the swing set that I could. Just, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. And then... Shovel. The shovel, shovel going on down. the basketballs. So, on the basketball, uh... Yeah. So what this was, that giant metal bar, that's like a skimmer for the pool that we use. And we just opened, oh, up, our, okay. we just opened up our pool. So my dad's like, Kree, I kind of need that. So I was, <laughs> if like one more, if I didn't get it that day, I would have like had to take out that trick or like find some kind of replacement or something. So I got the machine just in time. And like, I'm using a lot of the stuff that my, my dad would have needed for the pool. I'm just so happy. I got this machine before, like, he oh, really needed it. This <laughs> is a little zipline. I've never seen a shovel as a zipline before. It, it's I've all seen. about just, like, looking at things and figuring out, what, what can I use this for? Like, that's, like, the machine builder's mentality, just figuring out Absolutely. what kind of properties. Absolutely. Or the opposite, is needing some properties and trying to figure out what object has them. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't think anyone really questioned this yet, but there are, not just in this part with the basketball, but just in general with the machine, there are a lot of cinder blocks. Um, just cinder blocks. Well, there are a lot of a lot of things. There are like eight ladders and like seven <laughs> basketball hoops. You know, I, I wish I could tell you why I have so many ladders, but uh, I just it's just how it is. I don't know. I have a bunch of ladders. I might as well use them. Well, it's like the how many tables do you have thing that you get with every screen link. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah, this yeah. Is, except this, this is different. This is different. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. It, it was weird to realize how much stuff I had. Like, I don't you, know. You've got a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely do. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And then I have two more. I don't know if you can tell. Well, you're at the the basketball rolling down, right? The cinder blocks. Yeah, the cinder blocks. Yeah. And then these are two more fence pieces. I don't know why they're just oh, not yeah. connected to the fence, but just fences. Um, and then it goes to the end of the fence and starts to roll like to the left or right. I don't know what that is. And someone pointed out it looks like the basketball almost falls off when it starts to go down those two, the two wooden tracks. Um, mm. do, do you see what I'm talking about there? Yeah. It does look like it almost falls off. A little off, bit. But it never... That that never failed. Like I looked into that, and it never ever fell. Didn't go down those two wood tracks. 
Yeah, I can see why someone would say that, but I don't. I don't know. It definitely could go either way. It seems like. Yeah. I can see. I can. If you told me that that was a risk, I would believe you. But if you tell me that it wasn't a risk, I still believe you. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I mean by it could go either way. So I, the, using the ridges on cinder blocks, though, I love that. Going back to the the initial curve, it's really really creative. <laughs> it definitely would not have occurred to me to do that. Yeah, I don't know. That was a little little bit risky trying to find something to trigger the basketball because, like, those aren't super reliable tracks to cinder blocks. Like, it's super easy for a basketball to fall off that if there's, like... Yeah, well, after all, that's not what their purpose is. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, most of the time I just use the cinder blocks as weights. Or supports, yeah. Yeah, something like that. This must be where you're really getting your hopes up, right? This is like you know, no way it can fail from here. So I actually asked uh, Steve, the, the Sprice, uh, before I filmed this, before I started filming, like the building was done, and I asked him if he had any tips for filming. Um, he says, like, huh. after, like, your very first take, just push the machine all the way through. Like, for such a, such a large-scale project, just push it yeah. all the way through. And I had the mindset, like, you know, I think this machine is going to work. Nah, I found, I wrote, I took, like, a clipboard and I watched through my footage. There were, like, 30 steps that just didn't work at all. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even remember why I said that. Why is that relevant here? Oh, oh, I remember. Well, I was asking that this was, this has got to be the moment where you're thinking, no way it can yeah. fail here. So... Instead of just doing that on the first take, I decided to do that at the end of, like, every filming day. So, like, okay, it's getting a little bit too dark. I'm just going to push it all the way through. And eventually, doing that for so many days, I started to get, like, closer and closer to no fails. Um, On one of the push-throughs, this basketball did not go in the hoop. And that terrified me because I'm thinking, so I I just spent, like, an entire day just perfecting to make sure this basketball goes down this track. And, um... Think, the, think. Yeah, well, I, I had, know. I had, I had two fails of Keyfinder where the key didn't go into the funnel. Oh, dude, that's just so painful. <laughs> and there was one uh, test for Vsauce machine where that little ball doesn't go properly into the stand for the slime at the very end. It just like falls off. <laughs> and I never oh even addressed yeah, it. Just, it just, I literally just flipped that one. Moves. I was just like, that'll never happen again. It didn't. But that yeah, was so, a very unsafe, unsafe way to address that issue. But anyway, yeah, this is a smart. Yeah. I've done that before, of you know pushing it along when it fails. It kind of a prescribed. That was, that was fantastic advice. Fantastic. Yeah, I've never made a I've me. never made a habit out of it, which I might actually start doing. It sounds like a nice idea. I've done it just you know randomly in the past, um, but yeah, it's. Maybe something I'll start doing. Yeah, this was just like a large-scale project. Like, if I miss the basketball shot at the end, that just literally means I'm going for a hike. I'm walking around my entire yard fixing everything again. Not something Mm. I wanted to do. It's not not just, like, resetting everything. It's, like, walking, and it's a lot of... Oh, my gosh. So this must have taken a while, too, is carving out this whole dirt uh, crevice... I gotta explain what this actually is. Um, it was actually from World War Two trench, World War One trench. It, it looks here. like it. Now, I'd say like a couple months ago, this was all just woods behind my house. Like it was just nothing. But um, where do you where do you live? If you don't I live I live in New, New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. 
Yeah. Okay. Nice. Not a state I would have typically associated with expansive backyards, but <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love my yard so much. I, when I buy a house, I'm going to definitely focus on that. I love just having, like, a yard to explore. It's really great. And especially, like, the woods right behind my house, too. I just started going back there a couple months ago. This was uh, not a... What's I that? Just, is, that the, is that the sky? It's back there? I'm this, at, like... It's well, a river. Sounds like a s- water. So, oh, it's a river. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, does your does your backyard just end with a cliff? Like, how? <laughs> that's actually the end of the end of the world right there. That's the you just walk off. You found it. You found <laughs> yeah. it, man. That's great. And you chose to put a basketball into a hoop instead of <laughs> dumping it off the edge of the earth. Yeah, uh, interesting creative choice for me. Oh, I see. Yeah, there's a clear angle when it gets close to the end. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's so. I mean, having a backyard that ends in a river. I mean, that's super dope. Yeah. You but, gotta put um, the ball into the river and then have it float down the river for a while. <laughs> but, um, part of the machine. Yeah, what what this you can see the ball goes down this path and before it goes down those two giant branches, there's this like very clear opening. There's no leaves, it looks pretty flat. And if you if you pause you can see there's like a little pit with leaves in it, it looks like. Mm. You see what I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. So this is actually is it like the really muddy the really muddy area? I think, no, it's uh, closer to, like, uh, it's kind of hard to oh, explain. Oh, 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 yeah. Literally, like, a circle hole. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this whole section right here is where I filmed one of my, I don't think you've seen it. It's not a popular video. It's from a couple months ago. It's, like, a leaf pile video. So it was during the fall, and I was, like, exploring this backyard area in the woods that i never really been to. Or I have been to, but I didn't do anything with it. And I just thought... How cool would it be to just make a massive leaf pile? That's it. That was the whole video idea. And we started putting leaves in this pit here, which is the pit is kind of where the basketball hoop is. And we made something to jump off of, which is this giant dirt flat surface. And, of course, we needed to make a path, which is what the basketball kind of goes down. Uh, And, that yeah, that's kind of what this section is. Just an old video that I decided, Uh you know, I got to do something with this in my machine. This is like a, an epic ending to a machine. This is definitely... You can really get the sense of the scale of it all of a sudden. Is yeah, I'm, I'm super happy. Like like I said, I knew I needed to end the machine in this spot. It was just the, the go down a giant dirt path and just such like a grand finale kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> this is really dope. And I, I didn't even notice the river at first, too, but that's just the perfect backdrop for this ending. Yeah, it is a swish. It, it is it actually is, a swish. I was so nervous it wasn't going to be a swoosh. But at the last, like, the last couple days, I just kept testing this last part over and over again, and it was a swish every single time. So, soup, I, I don't the know. basketball scoring machine, <laughs> if it doesn't, if it wasn't a swish, was that what, is that what you would have done? Just call it, like... The I was, basketball I was, scoring machine. I don't know. Exactly, yeah. I, I didn't like that at all, but I was like, you know what? If it's not a swish, I can't call it the swish machine. I think I was going to go with, like, I probably would have thought of something better if I really needed to, but probably, like, like the basketball machine. Like, that doesn't sound nearly as good as the swish machine. No. The yeah. swish machine? That's kind of fun to say. And it's less words in the title, swish. easier to read. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's it. We've we've gone through the whole thing. Yep. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Um, 
No, not not really. I think yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything. Like I said, I had a, a lot to say about this. Uh, every single little trick, I had something I wanted to say. Yeah, I, I really like it. And Thank I think you. it's it's definitely one of the best videos I've seen in 2020 so far. So this will be tough to beat. I'm sure someone will. This People are having a lot of time over this, this stay-at-home stuff, but I'm really happy yeah. with how this came out. And I'm happy you like yeah, it, too. Da- oh, oh, for sure. And I'm excited to see what you do next, because you've done all kinds of all kinds of things with machines now. You've done like more small-scale things inside, and you've experimented with one-ball paths. You've yeah. experimented with screen uh, links. I feel, you've experimented I feel with a bad because I feel like people might be expecting me to like make more machines now. But really, with my YouTube channel, I just like experimenting with new ideas all the time. So, for example, I have this 360 camera now that was super fun to play with. So I might want to do something with that because you can do a lot of cool like effects and stuff. So, I'll, oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess all I'm saying is you've definitely got the talent for this. So thank you so much. That's kind of rare. I mean, a lot of people when they first try something like this, or even you said you said this is like your third major machine-related project. Nobody, nobody is this good on their third attempt at machine at making a machine. Well, like I so. said, I've I've really been building since early 2014. But you won't be able to find those videos because like they're all like literally like okay, a marble okay. rolls down a track, yeah. hits dominoes, that's the end of the machine. But so I kind of I kind of grew well, up on this mindset of making YouTube videos, building machines, kind of focusing on how what people like to watch. And something that I try to focus focus with all my YouTube videos is I think like I also grew up watching YouTube and I think what would younger me just love to watch? And I know if younger me saw this video, my mind would have been blown. So that's that's always what I'm kind of going for. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I I don't really think in that way necessarily. I'm sure if I watched my videos as a younger version of myself, I'd still like them. But that's not really what I go for, I guess. But I think what you're no, saying yeah, it's is definitely that a, it's, uh, it's paid off of, because you're approaching it from this perspective of, uh, I guess, a, a layman would be the word, just someone an outsider to the machine community, like not someone who's completely yeah, adept though, at, at being able to parse every individual motion of something. So a- approaching it from that perspective, I think, has has helped quite a bit with managing the viewer's, uh, I guess, emotional journey. Like, they're able to understand it, they're able to comprehend it, and they're able to react along with it with surprise or relief or whatever you you may want. And that's definitely beneficial. It works. I I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think I definitely have a, a different mindset than most people with just making YouTube videos in general. And I'm not trying to say, like, oh, I'm different than everyone else. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. Just, like, I'm always trying to f- focus on how someone would watch this video. Like, how the viewer experience, exactly that. Yeah. While at the same time, having fun with it, coming up with ideas and everything. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what you do next. This is a, a Thank really you. interesting. You've done all kinds of very different things. but Yeah, I, I, I just love... It's weird. Each each new YouTube video I make is like a completely different like idea. I, I don't know. I just don't like being stuck with one single thing like trick shot videos. Like I always try to do something a little bit different each time. Yeah. 
So anything else you wanted to add? Oh, I think that's it. Uh, thank you so much for okay. having me on this. I, uh, I got yeah. a lot of things that I wanted to say out. Really happy about that. Uh, no, right. well. no one else would have known this if you didn't have me on. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching this episode of Making Connections. As always, if you'd like to watch this episode from the beginning, you can find it in your subscriptions feed or on my channel page for the next week. After that, the only way to find it is in the Making Connections playlist. The link for that is in the description. Or if you're okay with an audio-only version of the show, Making Connections is also available on podcast platforms, including Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. You can go to anchor.fm slash makingconnections for more information. Thank you again to Creasy for joining me on the show today. Hey, thanks for having if me. You li- <laughs> <laughs> if you liked the video, leave a comment down below telling me what you thought. And subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I'm Jack of All Space 98. That's it for me. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you in the next episode of Making Connections. <laughs>